Well, Merry Christmas, City Hill. Great to see all you beautiful families here this morning. How many of you enjoyed those kids? I uh, thought, note to self, when there's kids up here and there's a video on, the video will win. You can't have a video going and tell the kids, look this way away from the video. Uh, doesn't work that way. You know, I, my wife and I have three sons, and we have three, a third granddaughter on the way, praise the Lord. And I know some of you are saying, wait, wait a minute, you're way too young for that. Thank you, I appreciate that. Actually, no one actually said that, did they? Huh? Um, but like we said, we got Nate here with us today. Nate, good to have you here. One of our sons joined us for Christmas. Came in from Los Angeles, and it's, uh, it's good to have family together at this season. Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 2 this morning. And for the last few weeks, we've been talking about angels, about angels, how angels are not just those cartoonish Cupid things, right? The little, you know, Tinkerbell or a little cartoon, but there really are angels in the world today. We don't often think a lot about them. Sometimes we may have them unaware, where you're helping somebody by the side of the street and find out, you may not find out till some other day, but there are angels unaware. But the Bible talks about angels as in also angelic appearances. And these angels are not the little guys, but these are the powerful celestial beings that God sends to us, has sent in times of history to earth to bring his messages. And I know they're big and powerful because their first words are always, Fear not. Do not be afraid. That's because the thing that you do when a powerful celestial being shows up is you cower in fear. But they always come to us with messages from God saying, fear not. And as we talked about angels, it's important that we don't get into angel mania, right? There can be those that I heard about some lady that had just thousands of angels on every part of her walls and all over she's her house was like the angel house. That's a little overboard. There aren't angels under these chairs or angels on top of your tree. Well, there could be some angels on top of your Christmas tree. But we don't want to get into that, but nor do we want to have the concept of this world is all there is. That what we see is what we get. We understand as people who are gathered here to worship Christ that there is a whole spiritual dimension that is sometimes unnoticed by us. And we live, we love and serve a living, personal God that knows us. I want to say that again. We serve a personal God that knows you. The Bible says he knows how many hairs are on your head. And for some of us, that number is changing daily. And somehow God knows the silliest little detail about us. He knows us. He loves us. He's not the God that some have called the clockmaker that wound up this world and then stands off at a distance and says, wow, look at how that's going. Wow, look at that. Just stands off and observes. But we serve a living, personal God that knows your name, that knows what you do, that knows where you sleep that knows how your job is going, 
That's the kind of God we serve. And we pray to him, but when we think of prayer, we often think of things that we ask of God. We pray, we speak to him, but the cool thing about a loving relationship is that God also responds to us. God speaks back to us. And sometimes the problem is not that God is not speaking, but that we have a harder time hearing. I know there's times where I've said, wow, that was God speaking to me, and I didn't know it. God has different ways of trying to get your attention. And one of those ways that the Lord speaks to us, has spoken to us throughout history, is through his angels. And these angels are his messengers. And I see it as a mercy of God that he sends his messengers. The scripture speaks to us that no one can see God and live. I think if God Almighty appeared to us in all his glory, we wouldn't just cower, we would die. And so God comes to us, and one of the ways that he presents or brings his message is through his angels. And around the birth of Christ, the angels were in, they were just in hyperactivity. I mean, they were going at it. God had them going here and there and sending messages, and there was a special time when the angels were incredibly, at least the, re the recorded aspect, they were incredibly busy bringing messages to men and to women. So let's read about the shepherds and the angels today. And, oh, I think we have a shepherd girl to come read to us this morning. Olivia, come on up. And read for us Luke 2. We have a microphone for you here. Come on up. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these things in her heart, pondering them, pondering them in her heart. All the and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Excellent. Thank you. So let's try to get a clear picture of what was going on that night, as much as we can. Jesus, the Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us, the Savior of the world had been born. This is a watershed event in all of history. We speak of it just in our dates of B.C. and A.D., but it's far more than a calendar marking. 
the creator of the world had come to us in human flesh. There's no way we can fully understand that, that the, the God who created our universe chose to come down and be born in human flesh. John 1 says, the word Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us. And what that did in society is mankind was at a place of being lost. Lost not maybe not knowing where they were, but lost in the sense of sin, which is all of us. Sin separates us from a holy God, and God responded by sending the Savior. Imagine if you're lost somewhere out in the woods and someone comes and says, this is the road, this is the way. That would be a great moment in that event. And this is the event of humankind, and God sent a Savior into the world born into a small town called Bethlehem. So a couple miles away, just outside the city, in the hills of Judea, a band of shepherds were camping out. Anybody like camping? Love camping. Love being up in the boundary waters. And one of the things you find is when you get away from the city and you get out on the hillside, is the stars shine more brightly. There's certain nights where the night sky is so clear, and you look up and you go, wow, they're shining more brightly, but the reality is, is that it's not that they're more bright, but that we can see them better. And I believe these angels on the hillside were looking up into this star-lit sky, probably enjoying the campfire, cold chill of the evening, around there telling their stories, laughing, just another night like any other night. And suddenly, suddenly everything changed. In the perfect timing of God, God sent his messenger. doesn't say who the messenger was, but I believe it was probably Gabriel. He seemed to be the go-to guy. And Gabriel, will say, shows up. And to announce to the shepherds that the king, the king of the Jews, had been born. And I asked the question, why? Why would an angel come to these shepherds? Why would they choose that group? I mean, they could have chosen the religious leaders who would have understood all the religious background, they would have understood what the Bible said, that a Messiah would be born. They would have got all of that. These shepherds might not have. They were not educated at that level. We don't know really what they would have understood. But why the shepherds? And first of all, I would say because God commanded it. You know, the angels didn't make that decision. This wasn't Gabriel saying, I think I'll choose that group of people. But this was a command of God to his messenger, go and tell those angels the good news. And the angels might not have really understood it all. They might have gone, you know, well, wait a minute, why the shepherds and what's this message and what does it really mean for God to be born as a baby? How does this work? But the angels are messengers of God that wait for the command and they obey. And that challenged me. I thought about that. I thought, Am I that way? I started thinking, you know, when God's looking to bring a message or to do something for someone in the world, and he's looking for someone who's obedient, he's looking for someone who will say, yes, Lord, would he stop at me? Would he stop at you? Would he look down and say, there's a servant that will obey me? 
Sometimes one of the things that happens when the Lord begins to speak, first of all, we question whether it's his word. Is that really you, God? You ever ask that question? God says, do something, and you say, eh, is that really you, God, or is that just me thinking? That's part of it. But there's, sometimes it's not really a question of, is that really you, God, but do I really like what you're asking me to do? I remember one time when the Lord asked me, I was looking for a direction, the Lord really spoke to my heart and said, when you do that last thing I talked to you about, I'll talk to you again. That went deep. I got that one pretty clear. Because God wants obedience. And what stops us is that we don't always like the plan of God. Sometimes God speaks things to us and we go, you know, God, that's not really the best way to do this. God, they're, they're, why those guys or why now? Or we try to rationalize. And I do believe that we're to use our minds. We're to be thinking Christians. It's okay to ask questions, but the bottom line in this is we need to learn to be those who will hear the voice of God and obey. That have hearts that are ready to obey the direction that God speaks to us, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's a bit scary. That we would be those that would say, pick me, hear my Lord, use me for that task, use me for that message that you have in this world. And that's what the angels, I see the angels are standing before God, waiting for the message, waiting for their orders. And this angel received the orders to go to the shepherds on the hillside. So I ask again, why shepherds? And one of the reasons for shepherds is because shepherds are lowly and humble. They're lowly and humble. They're kind of low rung in society. And they had that humble heart. They didn't have to necessarily, that the pride that's in our heart can separate us from God. And I think the Lord looked down and said, there's some shepherds. They'll hear this message. Their hearts are humble before me. And you know, as we walk with Christ, God wants us to remain humble and lowly. It's one of the reasons I love children so much. There's just that open that openness of heart. And they can stand up here. Some of them are having so much fun, not even singing, just enjoying the view. And God wants humble Christians. There's a writer that said the first quality of a truly spirit-filled Christian is humility. That there would be a humility in heart. That, that's a attitude that would serve other people, that would see others as better than themselves, that would avoid the looking down on others, but look to ways to serve anyone. And these shepherds were humble in heart. And Proverbs 15 says that humility comes before honor. It's interesting how we honor these shepherds who would have been humble before God. So check your heart. As we grow in Christ, may we not grow in pride. As we grow in Christ, may we grow in service to others and in humility of heart, like the shepherds had. And then the other reason I think they chose to announce it, I just think maybe God was so excited he had to tell somebody. You ever had that where something goes on and you just get so excited about it? You just got to find somebody to tell. And I think God was looking down and he was so excited about what was happening in humanity. He said, just 
And there were those shepherds out there. Go tell them. And he sent his messenger to tell them. But it wasn't just one angel, was it? The scripture talks about the sky was filled with the heavenly host. The word heavenly host sounds to me like a bunch of angelic beings, but really when the scripture speaks of heavenly hosts, it's speaking of the armies of God. Just can't imagine. I, I don't know if there's ever any other place in the scripture where the skies were filled with the entire angelic host of God. The Bible estimates it says 10,000 times 10,000. So there, there's millions, 100 million angelic hosts at least in this world. And I tried to picture, why so many? I think it was, who wants to go? And they were all like, pick me, pick me, send me. And he went, well, all of you just go. And sent his angelic host to fill the sky, singing glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to men. And the shepherd's response, if you just try to imagine for a moment what that would have been like. I what it would have been like to be a shepherd on a dark hillside and the skies to be lit with the heavenly host. Just do this for me for a moment. Just close your eyes where you are. Just imagine yourself as a shepherd on a hillside and the sky just lighting up with heavenly hosts. Thousands and thousands of angelic beings singing, worshiping God. And then the scripture says, and the glory of the Lord was all around. You can open your eyes again. My prayer for us today at this Christmas season as I was just praying, God, what do you want to communicate to City Hill Church, our friends, our families this morning? My prayer is that the awe of God, that the reverence of God, that the majesty and the glory of God would fill our hearts in a new way. Life's pretty busy in this season for all of us. And we can get so concerned about the gifts and the dinner and the travel and all that, which is all fine and well, but that we would be those that would be so filled with the awe of God, with the mystery, that we'd embrace the mystery that God became flesh and dwelt among us, that God provided a way of salvation through his Son, Jesus Christ, and that our heart would say with Mary, my soul magnifies the Lord, holy, holy is his name, April, can you come on up to the piano, please? Thanks. You know, you could be here this morning. I don't know everyone who's here today. It's great to see everybody. But even as we talk about Christ coming down and the relationship we have with God and the communion and the fellowship he wants to have with each one of us, you could be here this morning not having begun your walk with Christ. You may know of Christmas more as a cultural family event. 
But my prayer is that no one would leave here today without having a relationship with Christ. That the greatest Christmas gift to you and also the greatest Christmas gift you could give back to the Lord would be to begin your walk with Christ this morning. And sometimes when we hear a message or when we're in church or someone talks to us, something happens inside our heart. And there's kind of that, that burning or that, that tugging and we think, well, it's just maybe just some emotions. I believe it's more than that. The Bible says that no one can come to the Father unless the Holy Spirit draws him. And that tugging on your heart really is the Holy Spirit wanting to have relationship with you wanting to draw you to God. And see, the beauty of Christmas, it goes beyond Christmas. It's not just that God became flesh to dwell among us, but it's that God became flesh to dwell among us and Christ came for the purpose of giving his life as a sacrifice for our sins. And that's the beauty. That's the beauty of the story. I'd like us to bow our heads prayer this morning. And if you're here this morning and you'd like to begin your walk with Christ, today would be a great day to do so. We've been praying for you this week, this morning. And the Bible says that when two or more agree on anything on earth, it shall be done. So if, if you would like to make a decision to begin your walk with Christ, I just ask that you look up at me and the meeting of our eyes will be our agreement that you're going to begin your walk with Christ. You want to begin your walk with Christ today and I promise I won't embarrass you. You may just signal me with your hand so I can just not miss you. Is there anybody this morning that would like to begin their walk with Christ? Praise the Lord. I see you this morning. Today is your day of salvation. Praise the Lord. Anybody else want to begin their walk with Christ this morning? Praise the Lord. Anybody else want to take one more minute? There's always time for people to begin their walk with Christ. If anybody else, the Lord is tugging on their heart to say, today's a good day to start your walk with me. Anybody here? Praise the Lord. I just want to pray. The young lady who wanted to open her life with Christ, just repeat after me if you would. Maybe we all just repeat that. We'll just join together. This morning, let's just repeat this. Lord, thank you for sending Jesus. I repent of my sins this morning. Cleanse me and make me new. I open my heart to you. And I thank you, God, for receiving me into your family. In Jesus' name.